This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads in Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning that God has decided to wake us up in. If you are happy that God woke you up this morning, say amen, say amen right where you're standing, laying, or even driving. You know, you got to give God some praise this morning. And that's exactly what we're about to do because he is worthy to be praised. Heavenly Father, we come boldly to the throne this morning and we cast all our cares upon you this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the very breath that we're breathing right now. We thank you for breathing your breath into our bodies this morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you for every working limb and every moving organ and every beating heart, Father God. We thank you for eyesight to see the gift of hearing, oh Father God. You said that in your word, Father God, let those that have ears 
Hear, O Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning for all your grace and all your mercy, Father God, because we know that it's new every day, Father God. We know that favor surrounds us like a shield on this day, Heavenly Father. And as we go forth in our day, Heavenly Father, we just bless your name right now, Father God. We come with thanksgiving and praises in our mouth, O Heavenly Father. Bless those today, Father God, that need your blessing, Father God, that need to hear a word from you, Father God. Bind the hands of the enemy in lives today, Father God. We just thank you this morning, Father God, for being God Almighty, Father God. We thank you this morning for being the great I am, O Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning for our family and our friends, Father God. Bless our children from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet, O Heavenly Father. Bless our spouses, O Heavenly Father, from the crowns of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God. Bless our nation's leaders, Father God, our ministers and our bishops, our presidents and leaders in the White House, O Heavenly Father. Father God, train them up in the way that they shall go, Father God. Father God, bless the countries, Father, right now that's warring, O Heavenly Father. Father, bless those, Father God, that are in need of your help, that's crying out to you right now, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We stand right now, Father God, in the need, Father God, of your presence in our lives, O Heavenly Father. Without you, we know we are nothing, Father God. Let our light shine so brightly today, Father God, that we don't need to walk in a room, Father God, without anyone knowing that you didn't walk in with us, oh Heavenly Father God. We thank you this morning for all that you've done, all that you will do, Father God. We just bless your name right now, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Father God, to your name. It is worthy to be praised on this day, Father God. We know that you're able to do all things, Father God. Let the oil get through today, Father God. Father God, be somebody's ram in the bush on this day, Father God. Stop by their way, Father God, as you're passing by, Father God, and pour out a blessing that they are unable to receive, Father God. Open up the windows of heaven right now, Father God, and send your angels for a person that is in need today. In Jesus' name we pray, Father God. We plead the blood of every mind, over every body, Right now, in the name of Jesus, we know that the blood is still working on this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So I hope everybody's feeling blessed this morning. I thank the Lord for waking up this morning, waking me up, moving around. I hope you guys are blessed this morning. If you are in the earshot of my voice, you need to give him some praise right where you are because he is worthy to be praised. The all, everything in our life, the all-knowing, our everything. And he deserves the highest praise that you can muster up this morning. Let's head on over to chapter 9. And let's get into what Moses and Aaron are being commanded to do today. We're going to try to trickle. We're going to try to trickle on down and get a lot of this out of the way today. So, we're in Matthew, we're in um, sorry, Exodus chapter 9. And right now, Moses is talking to the Lord and he is giving them some commandments. And he says, Then the Lord says to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. 
for thou refuse to let them go and will hold them still. Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon the cattle, which is in the field, and upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camel, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous meringue. And the Lord shall severe, and the Lord shall server between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. And there shall be nothing die to, of all that is the children of Israel's. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. And the Lord did that thing on the morrow, and all the cattle of Egypt died. But of the cattle of the children of Israel did not one die. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Take your handful of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it towards the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust, and all the land of Egypt shall be a boiling, a boil-breaking forth with blands upon man and upon beasts throughout the land of Egypt. And they took the ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up towards the heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blands upon man and upon beasts. Guys, this is life. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boils was upon the magicians and upon of all of the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened the hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had spoken upon Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus said the Lord God of Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thy heart, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand that I might smite thee and thou people with pestilence and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in this very deed for this cause, I have raised thee up to show thy my power and that my name may be declared throughout the earth. As yet exalted thou myself against my people that thou will not let them go. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as there has not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof until now. Send therefore now and gather thy cattle and all their haste in the field, for upon every man and beast which shall be found in the fields and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them and they shall die. He that fears the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into houses. And he that regarded not this word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thy hand towards the heaven, that there may be hell in the land of Egypt upon man and upon beasts and upon every herb in the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod towards the heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran along upon the ground. And the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mangled with hail 
very grievous. Such there was none like it all in the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote through all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast and the hail, both man and beast and the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, where there no was there no hail. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned against time. The Lord is righteous and my people are wicked. Entreat the Lord, for it is enough that there will be no more mighty thundering and hail. And I will let you go and ye shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, as soon as I'm gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands upon the Lord and the thunder shall cease. Neither shall there be any more hell that thou may knowest how the earth is the Lord's. But for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not yet fear the Lord God. And the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear and the flax was boiled. But the wheat and the rye were not smitten, for they were not grown up. And Moses went out of the city of Pharaoh and spread it abroad his hands unto the Lord and the thunder and the hail ceased and the rain not poured upon the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses. That was chapter 9, verse 1 through 35. Let's talk about these plagues that God is about to bring upon, that has already brought upon Egypt already. He has done, turned the blood, the river into blood, any rivers, any ponds, any sea. They said it was even in the rocks and the trees that they could get no clean water. Then he put upon the earth frogs. Frogs was everywhere. In my King James, my master King James, it said frogs was even in the stove, y'all. In the stove. They just couldn't get rid of them. And, 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 and Pharaoh then went to Moses and said, you know, I'll let your people go if you just stop it. Just stop it. Even though his magicians had produced frogs too, they just couldn't get rid of what God had did. And that's much like us humans today. When God gets ready to set forth to do something in your life, it don't matter what you want to do. It does not matter what you want to do. When God has his hands on things in your life, in this world, in this country, it really don't matter what you want to do. That is something your girl Victoria J had to begin to wrap her mind around as you get older in your faith walk. The things that you go through in life. The things that you go through in life, they are lessons, especially the hard times. And you find out going through the hard times make you stand a little bit stronger for the hard times that are come 
that'll come your way as you get older. No one said that it would be easy in life. And we always wonder why, 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 why this, why that, why is this happening to me? And right when we're going through it, we can't see the forest for the trees. We broken down, we crying, we heartbroken. Some of us can't even get up and think we can't get up to see another day. But if we make it through it, then we can look back on it and see how God has prevailed in our lives. So the next thing that God sent through was the lice on every man and every beast. Can you imagine if you have ever known anybody with lice? Oh, gosh, that is something that is a headache to deal with. I have seen it with my own eyes and it is not pleasing to the eyes as well as the flies, flies coming from the east, the north, and the west, and just planted there, eating up everything in sight. And the cattle. We need to eat. They needed to eat. Pharaoh's people needed to eat. The Egyptian people needed to eat. And when God cast down that mighty plague, and it, it, it began to mess and, and, and struck their horses and, and sheep and oxen and all that good stuff and they said even every man in the field but those that had enough sense that had been looking from afar Pharaoh's servants they had some of them had enough sense to say you know what this God of Moses and Aaron and the Hebrews is real. Nothing that Pharaoh, his musicians, his sorcerers, nothing they can throw at, at Moses and Aaron is mightier than this God that these people serve. Let us get ourselves and our stuff in our house. But not all took heed. Not all took heed. And my Matthew Henry says to me, when God gets ready to raise up a hand against you, when he stretches out his hand and smites people with pestilence or cut them off from things that they do in this earth, you better believe that you gonna know his name. And he said it in his word. He said it in chapter 9, 16. He said it. And in a very deed for this cause, I have raised up thee for to show in thee my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this or not, but let me tell you this. Remember before when Moses and Aaron was going back to the Lord and asked, and the Lord would tell them, you know, go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go, thus said the Lord. Now, if you go on down, and, 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 and Pharaoh would ask Moses, you know, go back to your Lord, ask him to retreat, remove his hand from all these things that he's doing. As, as you've seen at the end of chapter uh, 9, verse 35, all Moses did was go outside and spread his hands abroad, and the Lord stopped the rain and the hail and the fire from coming down. So it's been a shift here. It's been a shift. 
It's been a shift, and this is what my little mind is saying. It's been a shift in Moses and Aaron. God had already told him a couple chapters ago, you will be like a god to Pharaoh. And Aaron will be like a prophet to you. You will be like a god to Aaron. Anything that I tell you, you will tell Aaron, and so shall it be. Moses and Aaron are acting now in the power that God has placed in their hand to do his will for his glory. My Matthew Emery also noted to me that when God commissioned Moses and Aaron to produce receipts, <laughs> instructions, he told them all they needed to do- know in the do, step by step. From sending when he performed um, the miracle of changing the water into blood, from the lice to the flies, to protecting his people in Goshen. When he was doing these mighty, mighty things, his people was in Goshen. Pharaoh could send out his servants and see that none of this stuff was bothering the Hebrew people. When he sent the hail to wipe out all the cattle of the Egyptians, the, the, the people of Israel, they was chilling. None of this stuff was happening to them. So why, 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 why? My brain asked me, <laughs> does Pharaoh not believe? Why does his servants not believe? We know that why Pharaoh's not believing, but God said, I'm going to keep hardening his heart to show myself all-powerful. He says this in his word so that they will know that this, he will know, the people will know. These are my people. The earth and everything that's in it is mine. So why would you want to continuously follow a king that you know his heart just ain't right and you see the power of God moving for these people. I don't know about them and I can't say what I would have done back in the day, but if I would have seen some things like this happening, I would have fell down on my knees and quickly begin to worship. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. With nothing affecting the Israelites, when he sent this hailstorm, that was enough for me. My Matthew Emery also tells me that God used the lesser animals. It tells me that when God first threatened Pharaoh with the plagues, not the water turning, uh, into blood, but the plagues, the frogs, the lice, the flies, etc. Here God used the least and the smallest animal. Remember me talking about God's army? When we first started reading this last week, I spoke about the army that God was going to send. He used insects. The smallest animal that he created to do the biggest work. And it says in my Matthew Henry note to self. He could have used 
a larger animal, such as an elephant. But this is God showing us his power and the effectiveness that he did not need to use the strongest animal that it might chastise and humble Pharaoh's pride and his insolent behavior. And it also says, note to self, God does not punish man in sin unless they persist in it. Let my people go was used six times commanded by the Lord. Moses had to say this six times, but by the seventh time, God told him he was surely, Pharaoh will surely know that this is my land. So as we get into that on Friday, we really gonna see how God begins to bring the darkness over the land as well as make good on his promises of taking the children, the firstborns in the households. But let my people go was used seven times. When this pattern, my Matthew Henry says, God would likewise show forth a pattern of long suffering and how he waits to be gracious to a rebellious and gang-saying people. Yet, Moses only had to command it six times where it was not taken to heart, where it was used in vain. So for the seventh time, God, you know, it said, the Matthew Henry said, by the seventh time, God really starts to work his miracles and wonders. And anybody has read this story knows how he parts the Red Sea. But here, I feel like the first six times for me personally, (laughs) he showed his miracle signs and wonders. But it does break down if you go back and want to count that let my people go was said six times. And on the seventh time, God really had a strong hand in Egypt. That he must... Pharaoh must let his people go. And he must tell him this by Matthew Henry says, and it remains standing in history today as a monument of justice and power and the power of God's wrath. We're going to wrap this up today. Um, Verse chapter 9, verse 1 through 35. I hope you guys were blessed by that tidbit of information that I found out that I randomly was using my commentary for um, the blood, the frogs, the flies, the cattle, the boils, the hail, the thunder, and the the fire. As we start to dig into chapter 10, we're going to find out about the first, the deaths of the firstborn, the locusts, and the darkness as God begins to stretch out his, his hand some more. And also, let me just throw this in here. I have the Master King James Version, which usually is used by ministers and bishops. I go back and forth between the three books. 
I go, I use my NIV to make it simplified for me. I use my King James when I want to make it simple as well. And that just gets rid of some of the thus and the these. But for here lately for Miss Victoria J, I've been wanting to read out of my Master King James because it doesn't take away everything as it was written just like your King James and as well the Master King James is a commentary and a Bible all in one so for those of you that are Bible scholars when some of the things you might hear me read I had someone mention this to me the other day and I had to explain to them the different books that I used like on Monday's um Monday's show, I read out of the NIV. There was so much information in my Master King James that I kind of wanted to bypass because it would have stretched out um, God doing his work with Moses and Aaron because it had so much packed in there. So that's the difference between the wording. I know I've explained this before, but for someone new that this may be your first time listening to the show, if you are a babe in Christ like I am, I'm still a babe in Christ. I started out with the King James Version and I was misinterpreting the information. And sometimes I still might not get it right. But when the Holy Spirit quickens you and you sit and meditate, that's why they. That's why the statement is out there. That's why it's out there that God said, let your mind stay steadfast on the kingdom of heaven. Find your word to meditate on. And when I was doing that with the King James, sometimes I couldn't make heads or tails. But in my NIV with my uh, new King James and my NIV and put all three books together. I'm able to make heads and tails. I'm actually graduating to being able to read a little bit better out of my King James, but I still get got my nifty NIV when I want it to be really, really simple. And then I have my King James, my new King James. So for those of you that are babe in Christ, please get yourself an NIV as well as your King James. You don't have to get the new King James, but definitely get yourself an NIV. And if you really want to study the word, I recommend that you get yourself a commentary. Now, I have the Matthew Henry commentary, but I just ordered the Tony's Evans commentary um, from Amazon. I think it was like $25.99. I heard that this is an awesome book. It has over 5,000 reviews, and it gives a breakdown of the Bible, just like any commentary would, as well as it has a QR code for every uh, chapter where you actually see Tony Evans break down that chapter from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. We're going to see what it do when I get my hands on it, because you guys know your girl is a researcher. And even when I get something wrong that I might say in my own carnal thinking, I want to be able to go and reference something and get it right. And sometimes God will place something in me that I will meditate on and still it may take a week or a few days later until I put that thing together and have that aha moment. So I hope this helped you out. 
today. I hope you guys continue to join me in this journey as we go through this word together. And even if you're not going through it and you're just listening, I hope that I'm being a blessing in your life. Peace and blessings until Friday morning. And if you haven't already, head on over to 12streettalkback.com. Check out our beautiful new website. Rate the website. Leave us some comments over there. Get yourself a community t-shirt. And if you would like to be a guest on 12th Street Talk Back, not morning inspirations, but the 12th Street Talk Back podcast itself. Fill out the intake form and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as possible. Shouts out to Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling, thank you for sponsoring this podcast. We'll see you guys on Friday, if it be in God's will.